Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Like a Desical Podcast. My name is Jordan, one of your usual co-hosts. And with me today, we have Vinny. Yo. And we have Patrick. Oof. And returning again due to uh, popular demand, we have the one and only Marino Mangold. Hello. It's nice to be here today. It is. It's nice to have you with us. So, sadly, we are missing one of our main men. We're missing our man, Ben. He's had to sit out this episode uh, due to some personal issues this week. Um, and he'll be he back will soon. Also, yeah, he'll be back Not soon. Not next week, the following. Yeah, he'll be back a couple weeks. Um, so hopefully things get sorted on his end and uh, he can return in full swing. But uh, yeah, like I said, thank you for joining us, Marina. We're really excited to have you for second week in a row. Hey, I'm really excited too. So, uh, can it? Can we just have a month of Marina? I mean, we could if he if his if his off days keep lining up. Can this be Marino month? Mangle Mangle March. If his days off keep lining up to where we can all record, sure. Mango March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Mango March Madness. <laughs> In November. But yeah. Um, I, I I thought there was something else I wanted to brush on before we started, um, before I jumped into topics, and I can't really remember what it was. Maybe your so. brain just reset it when you got that blue screen. Yeah, yeah it was probably right before we started blue recording, screen, got a big, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, actually, yeah, that probably was it. I blue screened right before we started recording. Like, we started, and we did our white noise, and then I just blue screened. And yeah, it was, just, it was, it was bad. There. My computer started, like, one of my fans started squeaking on my computer, and so I usually tap it if it does that. Well, I did that today, and my computer didn't like it. It it, it just instantly, eh, just just froze, went to blue screen, and yeah. So that, that was fun. Frowny face. Frowny face, exactly. The Windows 8. Crash screen, funny face. I don't know if you it does that for Windows 10. I think it does. Do. You still use Windows 8? Yeah, 8.1. I upgraded to Windows 10 at one point. Didn't like it. Um, I didn't like it, but that was early on. Now I'm okay with Windows 10, but I just, by the time I decided I was okay with it, it was like too late for me to upgrade for free, so eh. I like my Windows 8. It's nice. Which is funny because, you know, everybody hated Windows 8, but it's 8.1, I should specify. But I still, I've never had any problems with it as Windows. It's a better Windows 7 for me. Um, poor Windows Vista. Poor Windows Vista. Windows Vista is disgusting. I have a computer that has Windows Vista. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I really liked Vista back in the day. I hate Vista. It's so gross. Like, it like it's either XP, XP or 7. Like and and see that's weird. Windows does that. They go one step and then half a step and then whole new. And it's like mm-hmm. that half a step is in between. <laughs> they don't go brand new, brand new, brand new. It's it's bit by bit, like half at a time. It's weird. So, anyways, with all that aside, I guess we should go ahead and jump into our topics. <laughs> All right, so Patrick, you want to start us off? We got some big news here. And I might as well. Probably the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest uh, one. I would probably say the biggest news, maybe. 
yeah, it, it's it's probably the most relevant one here. Most relevant, most biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, entertainers, the biggest inter- entertainment empire, Marvel, uh, lost his, I guess you should say his captain, uh, Stan Lee. He uh, unfortunately passed away at the age of 95. And he was now born 95 years 22. old. Yeah, he long. lived at nine and a half decades long. Like that's that's very insane. long time. Sometimes you don't even hear like half the half the people that you hear is just like, oh, you don't they don't really live past ninety five or hardly right. they, they even hardly make it fifty, but ninety five. Average lifespan's like seventy five now, isn't it? I think something yeah. like that. But uh, geez, fucking, I'm so proud of him. The, he's lived for so long and lived a pretty healthy life. He impacted the way industry is you know marvel the way we see superheroes the way we watch films of them truly a pioneer i would say and i he's it's one of these deaths where it's like you know it's not like i want to like make it sound like less impactful like say someone like died young like i'm just gonna since marino's here like extinitious or whatever xxxtentacion he died at like 20 some so people can like mourn about him I really don't want you to mourn over Stanley because he lived a very long and healthy life. You know, he died what he'd been doing. He died doing what he loved. Healthy life. Amazing. And uh, he did everything he wanted to do, basically, and died of natural causes, which is probably the best way you can go in life like this. Yeah, he passed away smoothly in his sleep, huh? I mean, it sucks that we lost a true man like this who, you know... I'd say it's probably one of the greatest me- one of the greatest uh, individuals that's ever lived in our modern day era. Because what other man would you see like to make countless cameos in movies, shows, comics, video games, fucking anything with his Marvel? He wanted to put his cameo in just to like, make small appearance. Because he never wanted to be-, be the main character. He just wanted to be someone in the background to say, "Hey." And there he is. I'm part of my own creation. Because, like, when you watch Harry Potter, when do you ever see, just in the background, J.K. Rowling? Or when you ever see, like, any of the other famous artists for their books or comics, you don't see, like, I don't know, a head ride, like, the main design for Superman in any of the comics. I mean, I've I've read a book once where behind the letters there was a face hidden. Yeah, Stan (laughs) Lee. Fuck you. But Stan Lee, he, he made a lot of cameos. Showing that he really did appreciate and love everything that he did. Everything he did with Marvel, his characters. It wasn't like some stupid ass a businessman who's like, oh, just give me the money. I don't care. He doesn't half-ass it. He's like, he goes to try to go on as much conventions as he did. Seeing all the, all the happy faces he created with his characters. You know, like the X-Men, Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxies, the Avengers, Fantastic Four. And the list goes on. So I'm pretty sure every single one of us at least has like a favorite Marvel or has an interest in a Marvel character or villain that we all like. Absolutely. Hey, I know him. Hell, you can even ask like your grandfather when like the Mar- when Marvel first started. It's like, oh yeah, I remember reading comics about this and this. Or yeah, because like it's not age restricted. You can go for like the elderly to your parents to the adolescents, even to young kids. Everyone's pretty much welcomed in the Marvel universe. But like, oh yeah, I like this character because the characters never grow old and they don't grow timeless. They don't feel stale ever. They always get more refreshed every single year, I'd see. I would say. There's always more being added to them, and the universe is always being expanded. And hopefully it continues to expand. 
don't know. I I personally don't know. You know what direction? I mean, hell, Marvel's fucking, gonna go. With he that. made a recent appearance in the new Spider-Man game. Just has a little cameo as like a little worker there. I hope yeah. his final cameo is like a good send-off for the man. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't didn't he finish his cameo in upcoming? Um, yeah, Avengers Four was filmed. So yeah, that yeah, okay, so that was it. I can't remember which one it was. Um, so yeah, he got that cameo in. But yeah, he's had yeah. a large impact on the world, um, on entertainment as a whole. Like I haven't go. seen a whole lot of the Marvel movies in general. I've seen like, <coughs> excuse me. I've seen like the original, um, not the original, but an old Daredevil movie from back like two thousands. I think around 2003 or something um i've seen the iron man movies um or rather iron man one two and three i believe um a small handful of others and i don't really watch a whole lot of movies so but those are good enough for me to want to actually watch and interesting enough so what you're telling um, me is that we need to have a movie night where we just binge all the marvel movies i mean God. That that could good be, uh... fucking lord a night you one night you give me oh, no, I don't expect month. us to do it all in <laughs> oh one yeah night. not not one night a night a week like though a to binge Marvel movies or something like you have to go each night straight like for a month <laughs> to get yeah. caught on all the Marvels sixteen of them I think before Infinity War so I think Oof. I could that could I don't know <laughs> I don't know the exact number yeah still could work yeah. when I binged them all there were twelve so it wasn't that I've bad, seen a number of them. I haven't seen all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I skipped Age of oh, Ultron, but I've seen Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Captain America one. I saw Thor one, and Thor two. Oh yeah, I saw the I saw Thor one as well. Um, I really like the fact that you're all bringing this up because this is another major big bullet point to why Marvel's so great. So it's like all these movies that are listing, they start different characters, but all in the end, they can have a massive crossover like they did Infinity War because like these characters. Mm-hmm. You can always find like a Marvel character that's crossed over with like another Marvel character, like you the name like say like Wolverine, like he you can guarantee he made a crossover with like Deadpool or like I'm trying to think of some more. Like Captain America did obviously did a crossover with Hulk and with the Avengers. I mean Stuff it's like really that. hard to find like one character that hasn't crossed over with another character yet. And even if they haven't, you know, Except there's going to be probably more later. obscure ones that aren't in the main Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just these endless amount of opportunities to make more Marvel movies, more interesting things like, oh, I want to see this hero and this hero fight or this hero and this villain fight. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll make it happen. I think it's fucking great. Whatever works. I love stuff like Whatever that. Whatever you want, we can technically do because everything's in one big universe. <laughs> Crossovers are the best things ever, which is why I really like, off topic, I really like Freddy vs. Jason because it's literally... A f- big fight movie between two of the biggest horror icons <laughs> of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. That's Which just one why... of those things where it's like, crossovers are neat, and he knows how to do it well. Or knew yes, Marvel do it well. does. And Stanley took pride in his work. He uh, yeah. never half-assed it. Always uh, made sure to go above and beyond. And see, was it there? Didn't he write a whole, like, manga or something that we talked about yesterday for a brief moment? Um, Like, yeah. he finished writing a whole thing. I think it was called Hero Man or something like that. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. I did make a small appearance in Hero Man. It was something like it, that. It, it, it was I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something he finished films. writing completely, I believe. <laughs> I even find it funny that Stanley was even in some he's even in some of the Lego Marvel some of the Lego Marvel video games as playable character. It's mm-hmm. like oof. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So he's he is also voiceover is like the original Spider Man from two thousand. Which X-Men. I just found that out about, you know, twenty minutes ago. <laughs> that I didn't know he was the original narrator for those games. I love the original Spider Man back on like, you know, N sixty four Playstation, Dreamcast, that Spider Man game. That that was awesome. I, I didn't really want to get that game again. The N sixty four one. Yeah, I had that as a kid. My grandpa the one got that, like, one day. The mm-hmm. one that like changed awesome. your name when you put a profanity in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you try to put a profanity, he goes and punches <laughs> it. Just pops up and just punches it. Just he's not even on the screen. Just like just slowly punches, rises up. It's punches. something different every time. But if you try putting a bunch of like like a profanity or something, he either punches it or he says something or you know something stupid like that, which is funny. That's great. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, Marvel's great. They gave us a great Marvel's Capcom fighting game. That was fucking great. Anything Marvel really does, it's you're, there's always a gold in there, like comics, movies, video games, TV shows. Even fucking being on Phineas and Fur when they had a Marvel crossover as like a hot dog vendor was that was great. Yeah. One thing I can say about Marvel is that you know I never really read the comics ever. Um, the only Marvel comic series that I actually read was Spider Gwen, and I don't think Stanley had anything to do with it, but. You know, even since a young young age, before like the MCU was really even a thing, I've always loved just Marvel movies in general, and I think that's one of the great things about the, you know, that whole universe is it draws everyone in. I mean, you can not like Marvel or superheroes and stuff, but for the most part, it's it's not a niche thing anymore. You're not shunned for liking that anymore. That it's it's kind of a thing that everyone can enjoy, and that's. He, the, he didn't create the comic book, but he definitely pioneered it. And it's great that we live in that world now where everyone can enjoy it. It's not just a. Or at least every, almost everybody thing. in the world. Right. At least everybody in the world at least seen one Marvel movie. Unless you're my dad. <laughs> well, I said, well, yeah. But yeah, like, it's, it's something that is open for anyone to enjoy. It's not exclusive to certain people it's not oh like you said it's not you're stupid or uncool if you like it or nerdy or yeah or it's it's something that genuinely anyone can like well and anyone can agree that they like like it's open for everyone at this point it's not it's not like you're shunned for it like you said because like in my like freshman and sophomore year when avengers one came out i it was the cool thing to hate everything like i hated call of duty and pokemon and everything but i remember specifically saying like oh yeah i hate the marvel universe it's stupid uh, because everyone likes it and it was right before civil war that came out that i decided to actually like sit down and binge watch all the movies and it was awesome and i think um at the time my friend andrew was the exact same way and i'm like hey you know come see civil war with me and then he loved it i couldn't get him to sit down and watch the other movies but he said like that was a really cool movie and yeah Overall, he just like left a giant impact across people of all ages and all generations. You know, well, mm-hmm. the past hundred years, pretty much, he's left some sort of impact on that many people, and hopefully, will continue to leave an impact um, for the next you know hundred plus years. That's the hope. May his legacy continue to live on. That's how things are going. I think Marvel's going to be very long around for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine the writers that are still there and everything will be able to keep up with it rather well. And 
someone should know how to follow true to his vision. Like, not perfectly, but someone should be able to follow the general guidelines of his visions, I would hope. Yeah. I was going to rule out the chance that he, like, planned a bunch of things, wrote it down for in the event that he passes on. Because I feel like he may have done something like that. He would probably. Were you going to say something, Marina? I was just going to say, I think Marvel's definitely got it figured out um, compared to other things. Like, uh, if you look at, like, the DC universe that they're trying to create right now, that's a complete disaster with Justice League and um, just all the movies that's come out. But that and then um, Star Wars, how, you know, there's been some good movies and there's also been some just, you know, episode eight um, that they're trying to really rush things. And I don't think the Marvel universe was rushed. But it's some of those things like I hear a lot of people say, like, would you rather have three excellent movies like the Dark Knight trilogy over the course of like, what, six years or something? Or would you rather have, you know, three Marvel movies a year that are of lesser quality? And like, I would argue, like, the Marvel movies may be of lesser quote unquote quality, but like, I still like that there's so much to see every year. I mean, and they've got the money to do it. And, See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want three Star Wars movies a year. No, oh, God. No. <laughs> but Marvel movies, I'm like totally okay with. Right. Yeah, because they're 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 a little bit easier to watch than Star Wars as well, yeah. though. I would mm-hmm. say, like a little bit easier to keep track of. There, it's not as like it's different. It's not Star Wars. It's, it, that's easier to keep up with. Like that's that's just. I'll just leave it at that. No need to like drain on into that more. But yeah. Like, I would agree with you on that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, like Patrick mentioned earlier, there's a lot of cameos he's been in. He's he's just made sure to leave an impact on everything he's done. Um, always wanted to be part of his creations. And one thing, I saw a video that, a video of him talking. I don't know when it was from. It might have been, you know, past year, a couple years ago. I don't know. But it was, the, the TLDR of it was him saying, you know, I hope, a hundred years from now, after I'm dead, people will, you know, continue to remember, oh, hey, Stan Lee, that's the guy that made, you know, Marvel, made those movies or these characters and 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 enjoy the movies like he hears now. Like, people will tell him now, hey, you've made my life fantastic with these movies and characters. He, he hopes that people will still be experiencing that a hundred years from now. Which, you know, I would hope they are as well. I don't like see why they said. shouldn't be. It's like he except said. Except for, you know, the imminent nuclear person. war. Jesus Christ, this is like Skype all, all over again. <laughs> it's like what? Skype all over again. Oh, you're lagging out? No, cutting talking over you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to briefly mention, it's like, it's like I said, and I can't remember which Spider-Man movie it is, it's like three or two. It's like, I'm trying to find the exact quote here. I just had it. Oh, there it is. I guess one person can make a difference, which a funny film to say that of all people. One person can make a difference. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess one person can make a difference. Anything else anyone feels they should uh, add on to this? I think we're leaving it on a good note here. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. You lived a long life. Excelsior. Moving on to our next topic here. Prima Games is closing its doors. That's unfortunate. If you guys know... Prima Games is a company that makes a lot of guidebooks. 
Um, I don't know if they specialize in a whole lot of other stuff besides strategy guides. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure all they Probably do is Probably not, considering that they're shutting down. Yeah, okay, so they're and shutting... And that is, seems to be the stated down. reason. Huh? I said, probably not considering they seem to be shutting down for the reason of the dwindling guide sales. Right, yeah. Yeah, so they're shutting down in spring of next year. Um, it's just an extremely difficult decision. Be yeah, it's literally just due to dwindling guidebook sales. So that's sad, though, because like I know not a lot of people do buy guidebooks because, I mean, you can just look up a guide online for everything. Like mm. literally any video game you could think of, there's a guide online for there's going to be. There always will be, you know, and there it's been like that for ages. The only people that really get guidebooks are for the collection, like the collector's sake of it. Like, you know, a good example is our buddy Anthony. He's He, he has a guidebook for uh, Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess. He's You know he's not going to use those because he already knows all the stuff in the game. He doesn't need it. I have a guidebook for Metroid Prime. Or Metroid Prime 2 in this example. I'm not going to really use it per se because I already know all the secrets in the game. I already know everything in there. Now, granted, there are some people that will use it genuinely, you know, as a guidebook. But I know I did as a kid with my Prima Fire Red guide. Right. But there's a, a, a large majority of people nowadays will just get them for the collector's value. You know, like, oh, hey, I have a guidebook for that game to go along with it. That's awesome. And it just, you know, sits on a shelf and doesn't get used, per se. And, I like, I am completely guilty of that. I have a couple guidebooks that I would use, but I still haven't really ever used a guidebook to assist me in playing through the game. If I've gotten stuck in a game, what's the first thing I go do? Oh, my computer's right here. Oh, I go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what most people do, because that's, that's ease of access. So, I find it kind of sad that they're shutting down. After all this time. Because they've been making them for ages now. So, I think I'm the opposite of everything you just described. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have... And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I always liked Prima over mm -hmm. Piggyback. And then I, there's one other... Brady. That's the other one. Yeah, Brady Games. Um, I always... I don't know why. I always just preferred Prima. Um, or Prima, whatever you want to say. How, and, however it's pronounced. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, mostly because they always included a digital guide. And one of the things I never liked about their website is you can't just download a PDF. Like you have to be on their website to use it. And like right now I'm using, um, the wind waker HD guide and I, I could go to Zelda dungeon and everything and just find a pretty much the exact same guide. But in my situation, Always with Zelda, too. I always liked having that guide on my lap. And mm -hmm. you could kind of say the same thing with, like, Bethesda games. Um, I think the last guide I truly used, like, from front to back was Skyrim. Um, I bought the guide for Fallout 4, but Fallout 4 was just so mind-numbingly dull that you didn't really need a guide for anything. And Right. Um, but it's... <laughs> you were saying you like to collect them. Um... That's Which one of I the do. things I did not enjoy collecting. Like, I got my use out of buying those guides. And at my old house, they would sit on my bottom shelf of my of my bookshelf. And it was starting to scare me quite a bit because, like, they, they were, those fuckers are heavy. It was mm -hmm. warping my shelf. And, like, yeah. I thought eventually that thing was just going to cave in. <laughs> and, um, Which it could have. 
Right. When I moved out, I grabbed like six of them that I might need. But the rest of them are sitting in a box at home because like, number one, they're worthless. They don't hold value at all. Mm-hmm. Like on yeah, eBay, really don't. it costs more to ship them than to sell them. So it's like they're literally worthless unless right. it's something like a Zelda guide or something. Because I've got a, like yeah. a couple like hardback collector's edition collector's edition ones. Likewise. Um, but they don't hold value. And when I was like picking them up out of my shelf and putting them in this box that's sitting in my basement back at home, it, it like hurt my back. And maybe because, you know, I was in the process of moving all week, but that hurt my back. Mm-hmm. And uh, of all the things I've collected in my life, um, strategy guides were not the thing that I'm like, yeah, I want to hold on to these. Because, like, if I had a permanent home that I had a permanent spot for, that'd be great. But in mm-hmm. that situation, I'm like, I, I kind of don't want anything to do with these anymore. So Yeah. But, uh, like I was saying... Um, Prima guides were, were good, and I, I am a little sad to see him go. I always thought it was interesting to go into a GameStop on day one of a game, and they just had the guide sitting there, like because you're gonna have to wait a couple of days for these guides to come out online. But it was just sitting there, just ready to go. And you know, as time went on, I, I didn't really need them, but mm-hmm. there were certain games. Um, I think Breath of the Wild was the last guide I bought, but that was uh, piggyback, so it's not prima. But it's, it's always nice just knowing like they were there, ready to go, and it makes me wonder about, yeah, and it makes me really wonder at this point, like, um, is is the same fate going to happen to Brady and piggyback as well, or are they going to hold on for a little bit longer and then find out the mark is just really not there anymore? So. Yeah, they might. I mean, there I mean, will always be some kind of market. It's just not as big as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, maybe the others will scale down their production. Right. You know, okay, only big big AAA titles will get, you know, our guidebooks out, stuff like that, instead of every game. Because I think Prima made guidebooks for a lot of games, like all the random ones as well as the big titles. I'm curious, too, who their publishing house was, because I read it the other day. And I was surprised. Um, yeah. I could be, you know, completely wrong in, in saying people only, you know, look it up online. But like, I, I, with the sales this, declining, that's what that's what I would imagine. Like, with the sales declining, that's just what I would think. It's more likely that people are going to just hop on their phone, hop on their computer. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap. Oh, right. this is how I do it. Go back to the game. Yeah. I wish I would have grown up using guidebooks because that would have helped a lot of times back, you know, because I didn't have a a computer with Internet access growing up necessarily like we did, but didn't. And it wasn't like I could go and print off stuff to help. So I was like, I figured it out or I didn't. And those those would have helped sometimes. Well, like I said before, I had the Pokemon Fire Red Prima Guide and I loved that thing. It's really sad when it fell apart. I might pick up a new copy of it. Mm-hmm. just to have again. Right. But, like, that's definitely something that I would always refer back to when I got stuck on something. Like the fucking Team Old Rocket faithful. base, which you haven't experienced yet. 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 But that Memphis fucking Rocket base is not fun, especially in the original, but that's not the point here. Yeah, well, still. <laughs> I would... It's like 
kind of a maze. And trying to remember that path through the maze is not was not the easiest thing for me back in the day. So I would always uh Okay, so I gotta go left here, gotta go down here, take two okay, steps right, three here, steps down. One. Oh, I should grab this on the way out. That kind of stuff. Right. It the... was just nice to have the thing right there to refer back to. Yeah, exactly. There was a point where Pokemon guides were, like, really bad. And I think it was around, like, the DS era. Where right. there'd be volumes one and two, but volume one would have half the game, and then volume two would be the other half plus the Pokedex or something like that. It's like, why divide them up like that? It just doesn't make sense. Why not make one big guidebook? Well, because 493 Pokemon in the uh, DS era, or in the early DS era. Mm-hmm. So I have I have the Diamond and Pearl guidebook. I forget from which house but um it's like this thick if not more and it's <laughs> well, the second half the the platinum one was the full thing but diamond and pearl was like that big and then volume two was like that big and yeah i i have the i have the one with the entire national decks which is post game and the decks right hold on one second so like it's big. That's a lot of printing. You don't want to have a guidebook that's like this thick that's going to turn people off. I mean, you're not wrong, but it's like... And that, in and, and, and the description that Marina was giving, where it was like, you know, you, you, of course you can't see us viewers, but like, it being, you know, uh, say half an inch thick for the book, or an inch thick for the book, and then, like, the second part being, like, two inches thick or something. It's like, why not just add that extra bit to it, you know? It's already, the second, volume two is already that It could thick. also be an issue with printing costs. It could be. So I've got my platinum guide here. Mm-hmm. But I can't figure out who actually wrote it. Um, I'd probably say Brady or Prima. Published by Pokemon USA. Oh. Huh. In so house. they actually did their own guides. Neat. That one's in-house. That's neat. I don't know. They still did that. I wonder if they still do, even. I mean, I've I've seen Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon guides floating around. Hmm. So, I might be if they don't, the, uh, somebody does. Let's go, guide. Let's go. Or you could just be lucky like a few people that Jordan and I know and just find them in the dumpster at GameStop for free. Oh, yeah. All the time. (laughs) If you could find me a copy of that. Gotcha. Wink, wink. So the viewers can't (laughs) see me winking. I'll I'll verbally wink. Wink, wink. It's kind of funny because I remember that night, Jordan, uh, two friends, both people that we know, I guess from everyone else, one for sure, um, when they were on Skype. And they were just like, oh, let's just go to the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And they came home and they had like 30 guidebooks. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and we oh. have a few of those, too. Yeah, we actually have a few of those. Yeah, that was that was awesome. They they went, a couple buddies of ours went dumpster diving one night at GameStop and came back with a literal stack of guidebooks. Like, three of them were water damaged very slightly. And that was fixable. The rest of them were fine. And out of that, Patrick and I got a couple guidebooks. Yeah, I mean, um, nice. 
Yeah. Like, sure they have like sitting a, on the shelves. I don't remember every single one of them. I know one was two one, which I know our friend Anthony's like, nope, 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 that's mine. Nope, nope, you're not allowed to take it. That's mine. Nope, nope, this is the only one I want. Nope, 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 you can't have this. Yep. Wasn't there a couple Smash Bros. ones as well? Then we each get a Smash Bros. Yeah, there's like four or five of them. Yeah, we, we each got a Smash Bros. with you. I think I got a Tomb Raider. I got a Madden one. We gave Con- we gave our friend Connor the Metal Gear Solid one. Which technically I still have. I don't think I forgot. I think I forgot to get oh that to Oh my god, you fuck. God damn it, Jordan. <laughs> you are why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Maybe. And the thing is, I forgot to give it to him when he was here last year. Or earlier this year, rather. I thought you already gave it to him before, so that's why I didn't bother asking. No. It's expensive to mail. It's heavy. You could have just told me it. you wanted to ship it, and then I could just send you the money like I could do with most of my other packages. Well, we'll we'll figure that out later, then. We'll probably have to do that for him for Christmas, get that sent to him. Fuck. But yeah. Better Guys, I hope books. he doesn't Premier hear this and shutting get down. pissed at you. Nah. Um, yeah, Prima God Games shutting Jordan. down. Patrick, any, uh, anything you wanted to add to that? I mean, I just find it funny that you can find any guidebook in the GameStop dumpster like, if you wait long enough, like even the Smash Brothers one. Yeah, that kind of shows the value of them, like Reno was saying. Like, they're worthless. There's no real value to them. Like, I mean, I'll collect go... guidebooks of games I like, even if I don't have them or don't need them. I just, like, look, I just find it an authentic enjoyment of just scrolling through the pages and look at how detailed the art is and how everything is worded and how everything... So how much more beautiful it is, because I just think it's much more beautiful than a, just going on a website and have, like, Either a blank white or colored page with blank text. Right. With maybe a picture here and there. Right. Or if you just want to be real lazy and just have, watch a video. But at that <laughs> point, it's like, well, why the fuck are you even playing the game? If you're just going to watch the video for half the game you're going to be playing. When you just sit there and just watch the series and just copy it after you're done watching the entire series. Yeah. It's like, though, there's no enjoyment. There's, like, no thrill of it. You're letting someone else play the game for you to some extent if you're doing it yeah, basically. Much, I guess. I just enjoy having guidebooks. I, I just like the way they look and the way they feel. And just like reading them when, if I'm ever bored. It's like reading through them if I don't have internet. Right. I mean, eventually I'll read through mine as well. But yeah. So, pretty sad to hear Prima Game is shutting down, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd much rather they have. were worthless in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but... Why am I hitting my microphone stand? Because it's positioned weirdly, apparently. Uh, my stupid chair is being dumb. Um, that's better. So, yeah. On to our uh, next topic here. I think Rena's got something for us. Mm. The uh, Detective Pikachu trailer came out. Um, <laughs> and I think it looks awesome. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Jigglypuff is the only Pokemon that I have a problem with. Yeah. It. I think most of everything looks terrifying except for Pikachu, but it's <laughs> got that charm to it. Like it's one of those movies like Howard the Duck. I don't know. I think Bulbasaur creepy, looks fine. I like it. What, Patrick? I think Bulbasaur looks fine. Yeah, I say that, and I look up at my uh, at my squirtle. Uh, squirtle hanging on the ceiling. You have a squirtle on your ceiling? Yeah, it's a squirtle. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you later. Like. Looking at, oh, that's looking a joke, at... isn't it? Okay. Yes. Yeah, see, it's my squirtle. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, you, viewers can't see, but I, I held my webcam up so Rena could see my my squirtle on the ceiling. Okay. I still remember when P- so... the, uh, Pikachu was like first ever announced. They wanted Danny to be. Everyone wanted Danny DeVito to voice it. They still want Danny DeVito to voice it. I thought it would have been fucking hilarious, but I think Ryan Reynolds, aka Deadpool, will do a fine job with it. Yeah. 
We were talking about it on my show last night, and if I remember correctly, Danny DeVito did say yes, but uh, nobody ever actually like came to him, Hit him up to about say, it. like, do you want to do it? It's probably because, you know... He's Danny DeVito. He's Danny DeVito, and he's also <laughs> very, like, affiliated with, like, It's Always Sunny Now, which is definitely not a... Um, a kid show. A kid show. But then again, you could say the exact same look thing. At this, Deadpool. Look at this trailer, mm-hmm. though. It's mm-hmm. not really looking to be aimed for kids. Well, that's the yeah. cool thing, is it looks dark. Like, it has enough, like, mm-hmm. little jokes for kids. Like, the Mr. Mime thing when he, like, runs up against Misty the wall. Babe. But <laughs> it looks... There's also a reference Adulty, to the anime. Like, and I don't know. I'm I'm excited for that movie. I'm 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 more excited for Detective Pikachu than I am for Let's Go um tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's tomorrow. Yeah, or uh I pick it up tomorrow night. Mm. Yeah, I mean wow. it looks like watching the whole trailer, I thought it looked interesting. I'll definitely watch it. Um And, and the, the main uh the main actor, isn't that isn't that that kid from uh, Jurassic Park, that last Jurassic Park movie, or Jurassic World rather? Like, wasn't I he don't in there? know. Actually, I'm pretty sure he was. Like, he was a scared nerd. Like, he, he was a techie guy that was like scared of everything and kept rubbing the mosquito repellent on himself and like in the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or whatever. I'm gonna look that up real quick. I'm pretty sure he was. I if not, I recognize him from somewhere. Like, like I'm pretty sure that's where I saw him. I don't, know, I don't think I've ever seen him in a movie before. Do what, Patrick? I don't yeah, think I've ever seen right. him in a movie. Okay. Do what? You're right, Jordan. Okay. I thought so. Like, I don't know. That, that kid stuck out to me in the Jurassic World movie because he just. I never you know, saw it, so. I just Same. watched it very recently, so that's why. It was a, it was a recent memory. I was Expression like, oh, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> I hardly watch movies, unlike Marino, who goes like movie theaters every week. Yeah, Marina's the movie connoisseur, which is you know why he's talking about yeah. the live action movie for Detective Pikachu. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotta say though, that Charizard in the trailer looked really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like the little nod Jigglypuff. to the anime with Jigglypuff holding her microphone. Mm-hmm. I will say the only thing I don't like about the Pokemon are the eyes, especially yeah. Pikachu's, because they just look like those fake plastic eyes that you see like on teddy bears. Yeah, and that's the only thing I don't like. Like, are uh, they, they can only just do teddy so bears much, that can move? <laughs> or are they much. living creatures with yeah. blood? And they're just, are they just full of cotton and or artificial cotton? They're just See, full of that polyester fluff? I will take this over um, having just plastic looking CG models. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, going back on your eyes thing, what else? What would they even put for eyes? Because that's how Pikachu's eyes are in like the games and anime. What, yeah, that what do you is. Think they should have done. Pretty, not really. It's pretty accurate. Pikachu's eyes in the games and anime are just black with single white spots to be the uh, the light reflecting well, off of it. In the, I'm gonna look it up real quick. But didn't they were like black with like yellow? Um, I don't know what the, those are called. But like, pupils? yeah, not pupils, but like no, the, the pupils are the inside. Okay, mm-hmm. the white part is yellow, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And it just like as I just looked like a teddy bear eye, like uh, eyes yeah, to I, me. Yeah, I can kind of see the yellow. Yeah, it looks more like it looks like a darker shade to like 
make it easier to mesh with between the black and his mm-hmm. fur. Right. But it doesn't look necessarily bad. Another tiny nitpick is I just wish the hat was a little bit bigger. Because <laughs> um, it just looks tiny. And I've even got the uh, Detective of P- Pikachu Amiibo right here. And, like, the hat's much bigger than it yeah. is, like, in the trailer. In comparison. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, barely sitting on the guy. But they wanted it to just sit loosely. Right. Or maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe the Pikachu. I don't know if it's necessarily like, you know. smaller because it, because on the amiibo it was ear to ear and it looks like it's ear to ear in the trailer, so it's just it? the Pikachu's okay. size, is what it looks like to me. And it's like a baseball cap too, isn't it? It's not like a, like no, an actual detective hat. It's not like oh, it's brown, like a baseball cap kind of like a regular one. It's like a mix. I mean, still though, it Overall. is. It does look a little weird considering it's like. The way it looks in the game. Right. But yeah, yeah. I am excited for that movie. Likewise. I, I think it'll be pretty good. Um, I wasn't particularly fond of the game, but I do like the way the movie looks. Yeah. The game's very uh, hand-holdy. Like, it's I think clearly that's what it designed for kids. I think that's um, what turned me off. Yeah. Because like, you'll know the ending of the of the case from the very beginning, but you've got to go through every single step. And I I would like to go back and finish it before the movie comes out, but th- that's a hard game to pay attention to because it's just so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Just look up the, ending. the name of this actor, by the way. The the, the kid that's playing his main actor, Southern Smith. Okay, because like I don't know, like I mentioned, that stuck out to me because I like his acting. Okay, because um, like, he stuck out to me in the Jurassic World movie. I'm curious to see if if the Pikachu in this movie is more of like a younger Pikachu or like the old man Pikachu that you kind of see in the games, because like there's like a lot of times where like he'll be like all my back and stuff like that in the game, and he looks a lot younger in the um, in the movie. It looks like more Ryan Reynolds versus like an old man. So right, I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. I'm just curious to see how they do that with him. So, Also, right. uh, there's a little white spot of fur on Pikachu in the movie, which is a reference to the older design of Pikachu. Because for the longest time, it was just the same static yellow the entire way. Uh, but way back in like early Gen 1, I think. I don't know if it was in Gen 2, but definitely in Gen 1, it had a spot on its stomach. Of, yeah, uh, you can see that wider, for... brighter section. I don't know when exactly they removed it, but I know that it wasn't always the static yellow that it is today. Yeah. Well, Vinny, we've got our uh, last on topic here for you. I'm so sad because of all of the shows that have left <laughs> because of the the ending of the partnership between Crunchyroll and Funimation. There are um, a lot of shows that are just disappearing. As far as I all. know, there has not been an of, a full official statement of every show that is and isn't staying or leaving. Uh, there are a handful of shows that are definitely staying. Those are the ones that premiered during the partnership, like A Certain Magical Index 3, all seasons of Attack on Titan, um, um, <laughs> High School DxD Hero, 
seasons two and three of Overlord, Steins Gate Zero, and a couple others. Um, but the list that, um, the list of shows that are leaving is like 500-ish. I could be wrong about that. They're leaving Verve, is that what's going on, or? Uh, they're leaving Crunchyroll and becoming Funimation Now exclusives. Mm. Okay. Because Funimation does have the license for it, and it right. was only on Crunchyroll because of the partnership. That's a bummer. But just to see them go is a little disappointing. It's, I mean, like, Crunchyroll is a good place to go to, like, watch all your anime. Like, you know, that's, that's kind of what Crunchyroll's been, I thought. I always felt. Well, I yeah. would just went to Verve, like... That's well. Verb hasn't been a lot around for ever, right? Yeah. Like, I used Crunchyroll like years, like five years ago. Like, you still use it occasionally. I, I still do use it occasionally, but it's mostly there for uh, for me, my sister, and you. <laughs> actually, yeah. So there um, are about two hundred fifty-two shows that are gone. God, I was thinking five hundred-ish lines. Do you want me to start naming them? <laughs> Um, I mean, we don't need to go over all lot. of them. Just go over, like, the big ones, like... Um, well, I said Magical Index 3 is there, but everything else from that franchise is gone. All five, or all four seasons, or, um, Index 1, Index 2, Railgun 1, Railgun 2, and the Index movie are all gone. Um, Akira is gone. Uh, Cowboy Bebop is gone. Uh, Assassination Classroom, Season 1 and 2 are gone. Um, I'm just scrolling through here quickly to see what I see. Yeah. Uh, both seasons of Code Geass are gone, as well as uh, Akito the Exiled. Uh, Danganronpa, season, or Danganronpa 1 and Danganronpa 3 are gone. Um, Rampa. Shut up. <laughs> um... Uh... Let's see, Helsing and Helsing Ultimate are both gone. Uh, the rest of High School DXT are gone. Uh, is This a Zombie and Is This a Zombie of the Dead are both gone. Um, Lucky Star is gone. One thing that really makes me upset, I'm a decent Love Live fan, and one of the seasons of that is gone. Um... See, Oron is gone. Overlord season one is gone. Psychopaths one, two, and Extended are gone. Um, Samurai Champloo is gone. Uh, the show that I was preparing to watch called Seiyu's Life is gone. Uh, Seraph of the End is gone. Everything of this show that I liked called Shakugan no Shana is gone. Uh, Soul Eater is gone. Um, the original Steins Gate is gone. Good thing the I devil is a part. <laughs> the devil is a part timer is gone. Um, Future Diary is gone. Mirai Nikki. Um, and Yu Yu Hakusho is gone. Ooh, that's a big one. Uh, I don't know where Dragon Ball stands, because I was scrolling fast. I didn't really look. I uh, think it's going to stay on both. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't see it going this missing. List, this list is 
it doesn't have it here, and this is the most complete list that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess Dragon Ball gets to stay. Hopefully. Yeah, that's a lot of shows gone. Like, of course, like yeah. they said, over two hundred and fifty shows are gone. Um, and it's all because Funimation has the license, and they and Sony was like, "Yeah, we're gonna pull this sh- shit." Yeah. Sorry. So, if you want to watch those titles now through a streaming service, mm-hmm. Funimation now uh, through illegal streaming. Yeah, through illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if like if you want to watch it legally. Go, Funimation now. Yeah, Funimation now. It's six bucks a month uh, for a subscription, five ninety nine, which isn't bad. I was I just went and looked that up a little bit ago because I was like, well, where in the hell are you supposed to watch these? But that's actually not bad. Uh, I did mention it before. <laughs> yeah, you did mention it. But yeah, it's like that's a lot of shows. If you're someone who some of like which care. I was preparing to life, <laughs> I just wish or, uh, would... some of which I was preparing to watch. What's up? Some of the shows that are gone are shows I was preparing to watch. Like this one about voice yeah. acting called Seiyu's Life. There's other websites though that you can also, you know, illegally watch these if you're uh, if you don't really care. Well, what were you trying to say, Marina? I wish someone would buy the license to Evangelion because like it's something I really want to watch, but the only way you can watch is pirating. So yeah, is it still in limbo? What's up? Uh, what is the current state of it? It's uh, nobody will buy the license to it because it's just too expensive. So if you want to watch it, so you it's in limbo. It. Or buy the super expensive oh, DVDs yeah. from God only knows how what, long eight hundred dollars or something. Probably, yeah. Let's find out. Just for an anime. That's a hard show to watch because I was looking into it and it's like, oh, you got to watch the regular one, then you got to watch the director's cut of one, and then I'm like, that's why I said I just wish like Crunchyroll or Funimation or someone would pick it up. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they don't have the money. Like they really, they really could. Even Space Dandy's gone. Yeah, like everything's gone. Space Dandy's a good. All right, Neon Genesis Evangelion Perfect Collection, two thousand two, two hundred nine dollars and ninety six cents. Nice. Yeah, so pay over two hundred dollars to watch it by buying a DVD from some random person. Or your pirate. Thankfully for me, my uncle has the entire series that I can just borrow to watch for free. Oh, nice. nice. Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. that is uh, pretty interesting there. Um, So, yeah. Just a brief summary real quick of everything. Whenever Stanley passed away at the ripe age of 95. Rest poor rest in peace. Premier Game shut down. Talked about the Detective Pikachu live action movie. And uh, Crunchyroll Funimation is split. Going to go ahead and jump into a break here. And uh, we'll be back to talk about the games we've been playing recently. So we're back, jumping into games we've been playing recently. 
Um, I guess I'll start us off real quick. Since I've only been playing one game, really. So, I decided for the hell of it to install the uh, Uncharted Nathan Drake collection on my PS4. Um, I just, I got the cold the past week. Like, pretty decent cold. And I, I don't know why, I just felt like laying in bed cold. and playing that game. What was that, Vinny? I said you might still be able to hear your cold. Yeah, y'all might be able to detect it somewhat. Um, I'm trying to not make it obvious. But, yeah, um, I just felt like playing that. Like, I was like, I want to play Uncharted 1 again. And, oh, yeah, well, I should fucking play the PS4 version. That's kind of no-brainer. And now that I've been playing it more and more, my original opinion has changed a little bit more. Like I was telling you about, like or like Miranda and I talked about on Twitter, rather. Um, when I first started playing it, it was really, like, not almost jarring. It wasn't quite, like, hard jarring, but it was just, like, like a slight jarring. And I, there should be a better term for it than that, but I can't think of one. Um, it's off-putting. Yeah, there you go. Off-putting to me. To go because... from the 30 frames that the PS3 original has to the 60 frames right. that yeah, the like... uh, PS4 collection has. Right. So the original three games have been, you know, remastered in multitudes of ways. It's not just, you know, a port with an upgraded frame rate. Like, there was a lot of work put into updated textures and models being fixed here and there. There's, like, I watched a video from... Of um, all the changes? Yeah. Um... Like, it made me appreciate it a lot more. But it still, like, threw me off because I'm I, when I played through the original games this past year, um, like, I think I started at the tail end of 2017 and finished them this year, I believe. Could be wrong. I don't remember. I, I finished playing them recently in the past couple of years. I played through the original three on the PS3. Like, one, two, and three separately. And they all ran 30 FPS, and I never really noticed like it being 30 FPS because of how smooth it was. Like it, you know, it was it's it's not something you notice or care about because it it runs well. And just going from that to the PS4 versions was like weird because okay, what's so off? What's so different here? There's no there's no charm here. There's no nothing going on. Like nothing. There's no magical feeling like I got when I played through the first time. Which granted. You know, your first time playing through a game, you're always going to get that feeling. But I, second time, I would get some of that as well, I would think. And I didn't. And then I realized, you know, that's the frame rate. It just feels different. It doesn't have that cinematic charm to it that they went for with the original game being built around that frame rate, around that speed, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I have yet to uh, try out 2 and 3. I'm still in the process of playing through 1. Um I am on chapter 19 right now, so I'm almost done with it, um, in the first game at least, and I'll, I'm going to play through the others as well, because, like, when it comes down to just gameplay, like, playing the game, nothing wrong with it, it's perfectly fine, like, if anything, it, it does benefit from the 60 FPS in terms of actual gameplay, because it's just kind of smoother overall. But it's just the cutscenes. If well, the cutscenes throw me off because it looks like everything's moving too fast. But it's like if you've never played an Uncharted game before, and you're starting it's off with Nathan fine. Drake, it's fine. I don't think it's gonna bother you. But if you've played the originals, it might throw you off a little bit. Right? Yeah. Like it. Like it threw me off because I played the original. I had the Uncharted the the HD collection 
when I got the originals. Or, like, a month after I got the originals. Because I got the originals for, like, $2.50 each. So, I mean... But I felt like I need to go with the original experience. And I'm glad I did. I'm I'm actually very, very glad I did. Because I much prefer the cinematic feel that the originals have because of the frame rate. It's more realistic. You're going to double that frame rate. It's like... You go. You, you see most movies are, like, in 24 FPS or something, I believe. Um... I, I could be wrong, but I believe they're most like the cinema frame rate is 24. But then you go and look up on YouTube, you find a, a movie that's a 48 frames per second. It looks kind of weird. It does. Like it, it's it's it it's doesn't weird. work. It doesn't work. Like yeah, it's twice as smooth, but it doesn't work. Like it just it just is weird on your eyes. So it's a situation like this. It worked in 30 for the original games and made it feel cinematic made it feel it had that 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 charm to it it doesn't have that quite as much but the story's still there which is strong for me and the gameplay's still there which is plenty strong and i would like to also note that there were a lot of streamlined areas i'm playing in hard mode this time around i played on normal my first time and i died left and right all the fucking time i'm playing on hard mode now and they streamlined so many areas of the game to where it's not bullshit to try and beat like i didn't die anywhere near as much and that may just be because of my experience playing through them now but they it just feels like they streamlined them there's more ammo in certain places where it was really scarce and made it really difficult before you know stuff like that um and i'm so i'm just I'm, overall i'm enjoying it quite a bit um but it was drawing transitioning from 30 to 60 fps which is weird because most people are the opposite you know you, you gotta go you gotta go 60 all the time. You can't go 30. If a game is locked to 30 frames per second, then it's not a good game. That's probably why they did it. If you think about it. They did it to stick it to those elitists that it has to be this or it's bad. Well, no, I'm pretty sure it's just a thing that comes along with porting games. It's like, well, hey, may as well upgrade it. Not necessarily. Make it, make it feel next gen. Like, it makes not it feel next gen with more frame rate. Like, if you think about it, there are tons of ports that could have been upgraded, but weren't. Yeah. Like, the, um, the Xenoblade, uh, the virtual console version of it, still locked at 30. 3DS version, obviously, is going to be locked at okay, 30. Okay, but the, vir- the, the virtual the console version, version, that's a direct version of the same game. They're not going to alter that. That's, like, just a raw, like, they took that, that ISO, put it up on the virtual console like i can understand that that's not that they're not going to edit that and alter that to be 60 fps they'd have to release that as a standalone game if at that point like hd but twilight I princess get what you're saying with other games twilight princess hd completely the same yeah that they could have upped that to 60 but they kept it in 30 because they didn't feel it needed it and you know changed it anyway do what Uncharted didn't need the change, but they changed it anyway. So is yeah. there not an option for it? Because The Last of Us, there was an option. I don't think so, no. I looked through the... Because like, I thought about that. I was like, okay, is there an option to make this sturdy? As far as I know, there is not. I was looking, and I couldn't find one. If I could have found an option for that, I wouldn't be sitting here complaining about any of it because, you know, the option being there would be great. You would have had the option. You would have fixed it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it being the same developer, you would think there would be, but... Did, who made the uh, the PS4 port or remaster of uh, The Last of Us? Was that Blue Point as well? No, it was Naughty Dog. 
Was Naughty Dog themselves? Yeah. Because I believe because didn't it say Blue Point did the the port of Uncharted? They probably Uncharted? did because they were busy working on four. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because like Naughty Dog did this, developed it, but like I'm pretty sure Blue Point is one that did the main like remastering porting stuff. But yeah, if it had the option, <laughs> he's checking his games. Yep. If it had the option to limit it to 30 FPS, I'd God, that would be awesome. Like. It's that weird, would solve but all that would problems? just make me... I would be able to relive that magic even more accurately. Not accurately, but accurately. Accurate. Um, yeah, I don't know. That would just be cool. Charred's good. Charred's a good game overall. Marino's still Uncharted checking to see real fun. quick, so... Maybe he'll come back and have an answer for us. A definitive edition of his answer. Marino, you're lagging out. You might want to turn off your camera. Marino, you, yeah, you might want to turn off your camera because you're lagging out. Can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. we can hear you. Okay. All right, well, yeah. So Naughty Dog did make that then, mm. or did do the port themselves. Like, not port, the uh, remaster trilogy. Um, I don't know. Regardless, uh, it would have been nice to have that option. But Oh, of, of the Nathan Drake collection? Yeah. No, I was I checking on the last of us. Sorry, I don't. It's weird. Oh, I thought you were checking I don't. I had that, and then I like don't have the collection anymore. It's really weird. I must have traded it at some point. So turned around, I'm like, I guess I don't have that game anymore. I need to try to find it for like ten bucks on Black Friday or something. Yeah, that, I got have... it for ten bucks off of Let Go. Um, I well, saw it um, the uh, whatever it's called, the DLC for four. Um, Lost Legacy is only twenty bucks. Yeah, that is pretty good. I'm gonna look it up here and see if I can find out. Actually, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So they did do the Uncharted uh, collection as well, Shadow Colossus, and a bunch of others. Okay, just making sure I didn't see that wrong. Um, I understood that properly. Uh, that does work out well. All right, well, um, yeah. I guess that wraps up the games I've been playing. Um, before we transition to what everyone else has been playing, um, of course, Ben wasn't able to be here with us today due to you know, circumstances, um, but I will mention for him that he has been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2, and um, as far as I'm aware, he has been enjoying it quite thoroughly, um, but we'll let him share his thoughts on it the next time he's able to be here with us. I can't wait till he talks, gets a chance to talk about what he found last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last what he found in the game last night was pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Marina, what have you been playing lately? Um, I've been playing a lot, but uh, to just kind of narrow it down, I've been playing some Wind Waker HD, some uh, Tetris Effect, and then Madden eighteen. And. I guess I can add it in here. I've been playing quite a bit of the Diablo 3 Switch port. And, uh, mm. good I time. forgot that had a Switch port. What do you think of Wind Waker HD? Is it your first time playing through it? or No, I've played Wind Waker probably six, seven times, maybe. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite I Zelda. That. I didn't know that. I never knew that, actually. It's not like, it. like Ocarina Time where I play it every year. Um, uh-huh. but I do that out of just some super tradition that I have in my mind. It's a good tradition. Um, but Wind Waker HD, I only played the HD one once, 
uh, when it first came out, when it came with the little statue and everything. And yeah. then I, I think it was just because you've been talking about it. And I'm like, you know, now's a, now's a really good time to jump back into Wind Waker because I've 100% completely given up hope of ever beating um, Breath of the Wild, mostly because I just don't like the game. And Yeah, of course. Um, I just want a traditional Zelda game. And it's like, you know, Wind Waker's always been good. I'd like to pick up uh, uh, Twilight Princess HD, but it's still like expensive. Yeah, it's still like fifty bucks. Yeah, and I I bought it on Black Friday. I even got the uh, the little uh, Wolf Link amiibo, but I traded in the game at the time because I needed the money. And then like when I tried to look it up, it's I think if I use my pro card, it's like twenty three bucks, and I need to do that before. um, Actually, what is today? The fourteenth. Yeah, my. My Elite Pro expires today, so. Oh, we got to go down today. Okay. <laughs> I need to buy a lot of games today. Yeah. Get on that, then. Now, when you say Madden 18, mm-hmm. are you sure you don't mean 19? <coughs> yeah. Sorry, 19. Yeah. Because I was about to say, that's last year's Yeah, game. sorry about that. <laughs> uh, 19. My Only bad. because I had a lot of problems with 18. Yeah, Patrick had an addiction. Yeah, I had a really bad addiction to it. The uh, this mm-hmm. is the first Madden game that I've played legit since like eleven. Um, because mm. the last Madden game I bought was sixteen, I want to say, and I got so angry with the tutorial that I just ended up taking it back. And it's not that I got angry at, about it. I'm just like, I don't have the time to learn these mechanics. I'm going to return this. And I returned it. Um, but yeah, when I when I picked up 19, I, I'm still getting used to everything because now they have like the thing where if you pass the ball, you have to like hold uh, y, B, and, y, B, and A, depending on like what you want to do with the ball once you get it. And I actually had to look up a tutorial online about how the kicking mechanics work because it doesn't teach you in the game, like how the little slider works. But I've mostly just been playing um, just the, the play now games or whatever. I actually haven't really started the story mode or I'm probably not going to deal with the uh, the little card. Uh, Ultimate team. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that, that was my that. addiction. My, like, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not going to say how much <laughs> I spent money on between 16 and 18. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit of 17, but mainly 16 and 18. I spent a disgusting amount right. of money there. Well, not only that, his addictions with the... Uh... But the weekly challenges and all that stuff he, he was doing, it was so so yeah, much right. so that he brought his PS4 on a trip down here to San Antonio to keep up with this stuff. Just because mm-hmm. it was the last week of doing my uh, ultimate teams where you get these little trophies where you can get a legend, which I already had all the legends, so I didn't really need to do it, but it's like, fuck, I already have all these trophies, might as well get and, like, and then another also, one or two. I forgot to bring in his PS4 controller, got left at my house for that trip. And, to go and buy so a he, he went out and bought a PS4 controller to continue playing his stuff because, I mean, you know, hey... What? He needed Fuck one, Patrick. He needed yeah, one. I have it, and that was like that's like one of my games I had a bad addiction with because like for some reason eighteen. That's like I had like my best team ever. Think my team was because Jordan saw my team like that wasn't the final product, but he saw how damn good the team was. So like a ninety two overall, I brought it down. Mm-hmm. I think it finished with like a ninety four or five. Yeah, fucking yeah, stacked. Overall, it was pretty good. It's a really stacked team. All right, um, and I was just gonna say one last thing about Tetris. Mm-hmm. Were you gonna say anything about Madden or? No, no, you go, okay. go ahead. No, I haven't bought it yet. Um, so. 
I just a little bit of Tetris I've been playing. Um, it's cool, but it's also uh, it's too distracting, which might be a stupid thing to say about a game like that. But the whole aesthetic of it, it's the music and the effects and the sound effects and everything. But when I play Tetris, like I get really into Tetris and I don't have time to like to focus on everything going on in the background. And you can zoom in and out on the on like the play field or whatever. I'm like zoomed in all the way. I'm like, I don't care about what's going on in the background. I just need to make sure I'm getting this done. And like, I've been playing a little bit of it. My roommates actually played a lot more of it. So, but yeah, that's, that's all I played. I love me some Tetris though. Tetris is pretty good. Mm. I've never been good at Tetris. (laughs) I've always loved Tetris. Tetris Um, is a fucking great puzzle game. Yeah. So I wasn't so trying much, to. Uh, I wasn't trying to cut you off there a little bit, you know, Marino, or a minute ago. Um, I forgot to mention we need to pick up the pace a little bit here. Yeah. So Vinny doesn't have to uh, die. <laughs> <laughs> every week without fail. Every week with that. So go ahead, Vinny. What you been playing? Yeah, have you been smashing your balls on your Wii U? <sighs> I'm going to fucking poke out your eye with this broken Samus amiibo. I swear to God. <laughs> So, you know, Smash Ultimate, we've been talking about it, we've been excited for it, I decided to finally pick back up Smash Wii U. Uh, I mean, not pick up, but play it again, is what I mean. Mm -hmm. And I've been starting a new character, Um, I've been playing a lot of Shulk lately, because... He's been really feeling it. (laughs) I've been really feeling it, (laughs) and that... I've been having a lot of fun. I I streamed before we started recording this today and was having a lot of fun there in, with the stream. Patrick stopped by. He can vouch for me. <laughs> uh, ended off on a, an amiibo cockfight, which are always fun. Uh, the other thing that I've been playing, I've been, I downloaded an HD texture pack or texture mod for the original Xenoblade. Uh, and I've been playing that a little bit. And I... Was and I was showing Jordan a little bit of it, and he was like astounded by how great they made an old Wii game look. Yeah, no, I was, I was. It looked like a a, a Switch game, like it was, it was great. It's great. Uh, so on top of the textures, I also have a hack running to make it go from thirty to sixty. That just made the whole experience smoother. Fortunately, cutscenes are still locked at thirty, but that doesn't seem That's to matter. Okay. It's like gameplay. <laughs> doesn't seem to matter and Mm -hmm. there's this one cutscene early on that jordan got really really invested in (laughs) yeah um Uh, around the time you get the uh, monado and all that or a little bit afterwards rather while the uh are attacking colony nine that fateful cutscene with fiora in the uh giant mech yeah that yeah i've never that was just like wow i didn't expect to see that That that's pretty Pretty uh, intense. Uh, not from a Nintendo game or an exactly, Nintendo exclusive. That's exactly why I wasn't expecting to see that. <laughs> I was like, wow. And let me tell you, Jordan, intense. the entire game is just a series of what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So I hope you're ready for more of that. I am not. Because I'm not letting you off easy. <laughs> but yeah, Maybe those two are the myself. main things that I've been playing lately. Smash Wii U and... Uh... Xenoblade with HD 
texture mod. Zoner Blur Urster. Zoner So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Patrick? Um, Unlike all these people, well, I think Marino's like the only newest game that's been being, been being played on was Marino's Madden 19, which, eh, I'll probably buy it sometime down Tetris line. Effect came out this week. Did or it? Friday, yeah. Okay. Ha. Well, still, my game's the newest because I played Spyro. I've been playing Spyro Reignited Trilogy that came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And He's not so far, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Because... So I far, stopped he's playing because I was at six... in, in the span of ten hours. No, I've only been playing. I've only played like maybe seven and a half, close to eight hours that one sitting that day. I'm sixty-seven percent done with the first game, and I have fifty percent of those trophies for the first game. And that's with me having to. That's me being up at eight twenty-five in the morning, going to work, not getting off to like almost eight, so almost working like eleven hours that day, or a little bit over. No, well, about eleven hours because then get on to work till nine. Yeah, 11 hours work day, then I had to go and get to Best Buy, came home, installed, and just started playing one right away, because you could play that right off the disc after a quick update. There's just two and three, you have to wait for it to fully download, which I was fine with, because I really needed to beat one, because I've never beaten one. I've beaten two and three multiple times, but I've never even beaten one, because I just couldn't really get back into it after being spoiled by all the extra controls and moves you learn in two and three. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. They've made some slight differences, and they'd overhauled the entire fucking game by the looks of it. I'm not an expert on one, but I can definitely tell you what they did with 2 and 3 when I get there. But this is like one of those games where I feel like I need a, at least platinum every single 1, 2, and 3 in the entire collection in general before I can put it down. That way, it's what I at least can owe to it, because that's like the best PlayStation 1 trilogy. The earliest memories I have for PlayStation 1 was playing Spyro. What are the trophies around? Like? Um, usually, because there's some trophies, fucking, I can just pull up my PlayStation app, because, like, there's some easy trophies where, like, you have to be in this one level and collect all the gems, whatever, like, fry, like, ten sheep in, like, this one of the overworld areas, and then, like, there's a, there's a, the fly guides, like, fucking, like, little flying courses that you have to do, like, these boats, go through these rings, and blah, 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 there's, like, two levels where you're supposed to, like, find all the fairies, and, like, fry them up for an achievement too it's like a lot of weird ones too let me see if i can find some because i know i got half of them which i want to like platinum the first game before i move on to the second one because i feel like that'd be the easiest to do and i'm solely just like trying to collect every single gem and all the dragons throughout the entire game like in each level before i leave on which jordan can attest to how wonderful i was sounding during half that time <laughs> I was yeah dead tired yeah. But there's, like, easy ones where you just gotta find a hidden entrance in, like, one of the hub worlds to get to the speedway. Light up two bonfires in a level. Glide to the secret egg. And, like, in a thief area in town square. And they do a loop around an arch. So on and so forth. It's just, like, little stuff, like, where you just have to go out and do... A, it's, like, easy to get, but there's all this other stuff where you have to, like, go out and actually do... Like, read, like, the trophies, like, okay, what the hell am I supposed to do? Because some of these trophies, I probably, much as I don't want to, I'm probably going to have to look up how to do some of these trophies, because, fuck. I mean, there's a lot of them, though, so. I, don't I can at least do the base game by myself, get all the gems, get all the dragons, that's fine, I can do that. It just requires a lot yeah. of thinking. It's just, like, some of the trophies, I'm just like, fuck, need help with some of this stuff. Because this isn't just, because, uh, this isn't just, like, 
Oh, a little here and there. I know. So far, I have 20 trophies. And that's only half for Spiral 1. So there's a, there's a large amount of trophies for 2 and 3 I still have to attempt to do. So that's so it's going to keep you busy quite a bit. If you really want to be the completionist on all these, which... Good God, I'm looking at 3 and it has the most trophies. Which I'm not surprised because mm -hmm. you can actually play as other characters, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I definitely Good recommend night. picking up Spyro's Reunited Trilogy. It's a fucking great game. Um, put whatever you're playing down now and go buy that game. I don't care what it is. It is more important than what you were playing right now. It's okay. what uh, I really wish I had a new Spyro game like this, a true Spyro 4 following this, but I know that's not going to happen. And there was one on the PS2. <laughs> and the GameCube and the Xbox, Enter the Dragonfly was fucking garbage. You can I actually liked that one as a kid. I don't know. I've never played any Spyro like game. Why it's so bad, other than its frame rate. Um, it's bad because fucking it just doesn't feel right after going through how good the trilogy was and then trying to go like that. I mean, it just feels weird. And plus, there's a game breaking glitch where you can beat the game in 10 minutes. Hmm. Nice. If you like headbutt to a certain air, certain spot, like time the final well, I think, whatever it was. No, I really like Spyro. I fucking, I fucking love it. I've been really hoping. This would be a good game, and it exceeds all my expectations so far. Music's there. Love all, all the dragons are unique. It's it's basically what a real collectathon should be for you kids that don't play don't play them. This is what uh you should be playing instead of that garbage Super Fortnite. Super tell. Ah. Instead of playing Call of Duty Black Cock like Black Cock's Whore, instead of playing Fortnite, instead of playing fucking Minecraft, you put all that shit down and play a real game like Spiral Reunited. All right. Yeah. Well. Jumping into, uh, well, actually, no, is that pretty much it, Patrick? You good? I'm assuming yes, because oh. he's not answering. Yeah, I guess, uh, interruptions. Yeah. Let's well, go ahead and jump into the off topic. early here, but not before I make Jordan and Patrick talk about the fuck box. Oh no. So, so Patrick has a stage uh, that he got from a friend that sensei. taught Jordan and Patrick how, how to play before. better in Smash Wii U. Mm -hmm. um, and I refer to it as the fuck box. Basically what it is, is a big box with just a bunch of the lava pads for, from the stage creator all over it. So you get hit into one of those, you go bouncing all over the goddamn place. And over on Taciturn, we have a video about half an hour long of me, Patrick, Jordan, and an AI playing all as Kirby, making Sakurai cry, and good times were had. Yeah, if you want to learn how to practice teching in the game, that's, that that's is a, a very good stage. Level. 
It's a perfect stage for that. Um, also, uh, if just... you ever want to see how quickly you can get to 999 damage, that's also a good way. Pretty fast. <laughs> the answer is pretty fast. And if you ever want to see uh, the speed that characters can move if you hit them, which, by the way, we need to spawn in there with, with baseball bats and see if we yes. can knock someone through the stage. Yes. That okay. would be awesome. No, be when we were playing on there, Jigglypuff's shield break death was not fast enough to die. Yeah. yeah. It's got a weird locks down where it's like spirals a little bit and then slowly starts falling down. Yeah, like when, when Jigglypuff does her shield break to death thing, she just keeps like, or it just keeps flying up and up. And it up, but it's like it doesn't enough. it doesn't register that it's hitting anything. It's just the momentum is still going for a long time, and then it stops and then falls down. So the fuck box is literally a no death zone unless you're you get knocked out of one small portion of it. In the top left corner of the ring or square box. So I hope they have stage creator and ultimate, so that we can recreate the fuck box in ultimate, <laughs> and just. Enjoy it once again. Yeah. We can make a fuck box and then we can all pick Fire Emblem characters and simulate Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Jordan. But yeah, <laughs> that's it for me for today. So you can find me on Twitter, Vinny Plays Blogs, YouTube, Vinny G Plays, Twitch, Vinny G Plays. Uh, meet me there for some Smash at some point. Yeah. We'll see you later, Vinny. Appreciate you helping out with us. And sorry, I got to go early. Yeah, we'll continue sucks, on in your but... honor. <laughs> it sucks, but it is what it is. I'll see you guys next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Like Desco Podcast Without Vinny. This is the ultimate prime time power hour. Oof. Jumping into a couple things here. Ben was originally going to talk about this for his off topic, and I had something that was in the same vein as that, so I'm just going to like merge them together. We're going to talk about some classic consoles in terms of, you know, like the PlayStation Classic. Um, starting off with the PlayStation Classic apparently runs on the PCSX emulator. I'll show you some like PCSX. It... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Will you? Mm-hmm. Please. Ooh. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. But, yeah, it, it runs... On the open source, you know, open for anybody to use emulator for Windows and whatever else. Like, I I find that really surprising. How did they find that out? Is it just they found the coding for it or what? Um, oh, a listing of licenses for open source software accessible in the PlayStation Classics menu said that it uses the open source PlayStation Classic emulator PS- PCSX rearmed. So it actually says in the console itself, hey, we're using an emulator. Hmm. So that's actually pretty neat. But like, and I, I, I'm okay with that. You know, that just says the emulator is that, that good. You know, it says something about it. But th- I thought they already had their own really good PlayStation 1 emulator. The PS4 has an emulator on it that modders have found that runs PS1 games just fine. And it's not PCSX. Like, and the PS2 had its emulator. I think it was called Pops. Um, that runs PS1 games great. Like, they have their own emulator that they built. I don't understand why they're not using that and why they used an open source one. I guess maybe because theirs only work with the PlayStation architecture or something. And maybe this is, you know, maybe these are just mini PCs in a box, you know, a Raspberry Pi. 
Like, but still, it's like, I, it's not bad by any means. I find it more intriguing than anything, but like, also, why? Like, why not use your own? And there's a whole big tweet chain here of people replying to it. Um, like, the first response is a guy replying to his own uh, tweet. Um, saying, 19 years ago, Sony unsuccessfully tried to sue a PlayStation emulator out of existence, and when they lost, they purchased the emulator and shut it down. Now, they're happily using open-source emulation for their own products. How far we've come. Which, that's interesting, because there was a video I've seen that Patrick's probably seen as well, maybe, um, by Norm, the gaming historian, that was completely on about the PlayStation emulator scene back in the day, and how Sony tried to sue them. Um, and wound up just buying them out and shutting it down. And I believe it was, um, I think it was Bleem for, uh, the PC, the original Bleem, but I could be wrong. It may have been another one. Um, but yeah, like, I just, that, that was really interesting. Um, like how things have changed to where they're using an open source emulator that anybody can go and download. And they're like, oh, well, good enough for us to use. And, and they're packaging it and selling it. Like, with their own ROMs, of course, but maybe that has to do with why some games aren't on there as well. Mm, like, maybe some compatibility issues, because I don't know what the actual compatibility rate of PCSX is, but I know it can run stuff like Crash and Spyro. But, I mean, there's no point in adding those if those just are getting a re-release, <clears throat> you know, recently. We kind of talked about that before, though, in, what was that, last episode? Or the one before, I can't remember. Um... But in addition to that, um, there's apparently crowdfunding started for a PC Classic system. And it is literally a little IBM PC looking thing with classic PC games. Um, and it's beige. And <laughs> it's beige. <laughs> and it's beige. It's not, it's that old smoker's yellow color on your, like, your old console's turned. It, it's the old IBM yellow color. Like, this is genuinely something that, I think, Unit E, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, Unit E, or Unite, probably Unit E. Not to be confused um, with Unity. Yeah. Um, but it's something, they're, they're crowdfunding for it to get it going, and it's like, most of those games, you can either get through something like GOG or Steam, most of the time GOG, but not only that, there is an, a website, I don't remember what it's called, but there is an actual website that has all of those old DOS and PC games from way back then, all of them, and basically anything that GOG has up, ready to download because they're all DRM free. You can just go and download them. You don't have to go and buy them through GOG or something. You can go download them from this website. Because none of them have DRM. I think it's completely besides the point, though. I mean, you could make that argument for any of the classic systems that are already out right now. I think these you are could. made for you people could. that want to buy it again, to actually just have it sitting there on their shelf, ready to just buy I'm, it. And yeah, because you could download any single game that's going to be on that that classic PC, but to have it there just ready to play, I think that's more of what it's trying to go for. It's it's like the same concept of, you know, the SNES and NES classics and all that, like, you know, nostalgia grab. Now, the weird but, thing about the classic, though, is that you can add games to it, right? Like, this openly? One? Yeah. Um, so I was watching I a video about know. it last night, and there was, like, 
packs you can buy to add games to it. And I'm like, that's interesting because you can't do that with the SNES or the NES unless you mod it. So I guess it's cool in that respect. Yeah, but. I mean, that would be cool if you can openly add your own games. That would be awesome. I don't know. It's that's neat. I like the whole concept of it, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I... It throws me out because you have a PC, but you're going to emulate PC on a separate device already. Like, like your argument, that argument does make complete sense. Um, of you know, it's the same thing with the SNES and NES Classic. People are just do it, you're just buying it for nostalgia's sake. You want to have it all there, put it on the shelf, and use it whenever. But if you're already using a PC, which granted, not everyone is. Why not, like, you could just download them and play them just as easy, which I guess, you know, it doesn't work because you can do that with the SNES games and NES games and all that, like, the same way. But it just seems redundant to me, I guess, maybe. Like, you're already on a PC or access to a PC. You can just download them and play on your PC, but you're going to get a little mini PC and go and play it elsewhere. Like, I don't know, that just, that for some reason just seems so weird to me. I don't know. It's like yesterday I got my, my record collection back from my old house. And it's like, mm. well, why would I waste time buying these records and have to flip them over and clean them constantly when I could just listen to it through my phone? It's easier that way, but it's just, I like listening to records. Something so. you like doing. Just Yeah, fair enough. The redundancy of it doesn't really matter as much, mm-hmm. I guess. If, it's it's more so If people want to spend a hundred bucks on a on a little box that plays games like that's that's awesome like i totally support that um, i mean if you can buy it for 100 bucks which that is our intended goal is around 99 dollars, is what they were saying in their uh, on their web page like get your little box throw you you know shit words just froze up there <laughs> get you a little box throw yourself some doom and some quake and all that on there as well as whatever stuff people played like before that you know, like '80s PC games, like the old stuff. Um, you know that that's a cool concept in and of itself. Like, I definitely know for a fact already that if this thing does make it through its paces and come to come to fruition, I know LGR will make a video on this like immediately, and I can't wait to really see that. That'll that that'll be cool. Because then it'll be like, okay, so is this thing actually worth it? Is this thing neat? Or is it just some stupid, you know, grab? <clears throat> but it'll support controllers. It'll support mice and mice and keyboards. Mouse mice? And keyboards. Oh, yeah. Mice and mouses and, mouses and keyboards. Mice and keyboards. How do you say that? Um, Which I don't really see why you want to use a key or a controller when most people would rather use a... I know it's easier to use a controller, but I know people would rather use a mouse and keyboard because that's how the aesthetic. Yeah, how I mean, some people back in the play. day, though, some people back in the day did use controllers, like you know, flight sims and stuff like that. You're going to use a joystick thing, you know, those original flight sticks and all that. True, um, but like majority. And of those some games... people back in the day did use controllers. It wasn't always only mouse and keyboard. Yeah, but no, but majority of the games, like PC gamers, they <clears throat> like grew up like playing with the Doom, like. On the keyboard right. and the mouse, and you can also see like King Quest, like cl- going around clicking on stuff because you really need to find something. I don't know, it just takes away. I feel like it would take it away if you were trying to play like a point and click adventure game with a controller instead of an actual mouse where you actually feel like you're in the power of it. Right. 
And then at the end of their thing, or at the bottom of their page, it says, Can't I just buy a Raspberry Pi, an enclosure, gamepad, keyboard, mouse, 3D printed faceplate, install armband, buy 30 plus games, build a source for arm, arm or install slash configure a DOS box for each and every game, create a menu system with game art, and tell everyone about it at parties? No. No. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, that's, that's kind of over dramatic. That's clever, but over dramatic a little too, I think. <laughs> But yeah, um, overall, the concept of it is neat. I, I, I don't know. It just it bugs me slightly. I it it does make sense. That it's the same thing as you know, like the SNES Classic, PlayStation Classic, you know, all those other ones. It's just a you know, easy way to relive some nostalgia. And I guess really you can't relive that as accurately on a current computer setup, you know, because you got your high tech fancy stuff. You don't have an old, you know original mechanical IBM keyboard, you know, with PS2 connection and everything. Like, I, I don't know. Can't wait Maybe for that the, Xbox that'll... Classic. Yeah, do what? Do what, Patrick? So I can't wait for the Xbox Classic in the next Yeah, decade. Xbox Classic, yeah. It's um, probably going to get to that yeah. point, because Microsoft's the only one that hasn't done it yet, and technically Sega's done it, but it hasn't been a really good one. Yeah, Sega's been doing it for ages, but they're just always crap because they're by that stupid cheap company. Chinese company or whatever. Yeah. Hot games. Um, yeah. Yeah, those 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 Sega Genesis classics are terrible. The flashback consoles. But yeah, um, interesting nonetheless. Um, I mean, If I ever see it later down the road, if it comes out, I might get one. I don't think I'd pay 100 for it, but that's just because I'm cheap. But I would get it. If I was uh, had cool. the opportunity, so yeah, you got something for us here, Marino? Yeah, just a quick little thing. I'm sure you guys have heard about the uh, the fires down in California. Yes. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of awful on I mean, Snapchat I think lately. This morning it was 14, 45. Or 44, 44, 45 deaths. I'm trying to get the yeah, stupid like, add what... on IGN to pause. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was like for last I heard, which was last night, I think, or this morning on Snapchat, it was like 45 deaths so far. Mm. Um, it's like, I think, the deadliest one so far or something. It's scary, definitely. I mean, like, there's towns that are just leveled at this point. Like, it's just gone. And the, the topic I was going to bring up about was, uh, you know, a show that I really enjoy on HBO Westworld, the uh, the set that was set in the Paramount Paramount Ranch, um, an entire like little western town that they built for the show is is gone, and they, I think they said that it didn't affect filming. I don't even think they've started filming season three yet, but it's just it's it's sad because like the town is a it's it's a pretty prominent thing in the show. And it's just like it's gone. And it's kind of sad. But, I mean, it's not even because the show's gone. I mean, like like we said, there's 45 deaths at this point. And it's it's wild just to look at, like, aerial shots and everything and see videos of, like, people driving through it. Like, it looks like it's, like, nighttime and they get out of the smoke and it's just bright as day. And it's, it's terrifying. It looks like literal hell. And... I don't know, man. I just I hope they get it taken care of here soon. It's really sad to see yeah, all that those, stuff happening. Yeah, those wildfires are always terrifying. Like, I understand that region is really dry, and they just 
you know, wildfires happen every year, but it's like, it's, it's just basically always a burning hell over there. There are always wildfires going on. It feels like, and it's, it's terrifying and everyone's losing their homes every time this goes on. I would like, I'm in no position to say anything, I guess, but I just wish there, like, I feel like there would be a better way to control these fires, but when they're that big, I guess there really isn't anything you can do. Like I'm not too up to date on it, but I think the fire was started by like a cigarette or something like that. Like it was, (laughs) it was man-made. See, um, this is why we need, and not even like jokingly, we need a genuine, like Smokey the Bear type thing, like campaign to go again and make people like, listen, don't throw your shit and start fire. It's that, but it's also, I mean, like anything can start a fire. I mean, like in the summer here, um, you know, just there's a thunderstorm. It's like, cool. There's going to be smoke for the next week because of all the fires going on just around us. Like it's, there was a, there was a map I was looking at like where I live and just all the fires surrounding our town. It's like, wow, we're, we're literally in hell. And, um, Gosh, even uh, there was a place a couple, like a half hour from here called Lamoille Canyon, which is like our little sanctuary of um, just nature and stuff. Beautiful place. I, I think I've showed you guys pictures of it before. It's maybe it's pretty remember. much gone. Like really, and it's gonna take hundreds of years for that stuff to grow back. It's sad. Oh, man. Like that. Yeah, that's really sad. Um, I've been meaning to go up there and take a couple pictures before it snows, but it's. It's sad um, just to hear what happened and it's hear all these people losing their homes and people losing their lives. It's just, yeah, I mean, everything that comes along with these forest fires, these wildfires is just tragic. It's nature. Like, especially in California, like there's not much to really help with it because they're going through a drought and it's bound to happen with all these fires. But it's, it's really sad to say, but it's, I don't know. It's just something that, ha- like, over on, you know, the East Coast, you get hurricanes. Or Southeast Coast. Mm-hmm. You get hurricanes every year. Over there, they got wildfires. It's just something we can't control, sadly. Yep. That's just natural disaster that just keeps happening over and over and over. Like, Florida, I think, got hit by two hurricanes this, this hurricane season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Carolinas got hit by a big one that both of them kind of share, but that was, like, First time Carolina's got hit by a heavy one in quite a while, I believe. Right. And I know a few people over there. Um, and it was pretty messy. But thankfully, most people made it out safe. It wasn't as bad as it turned out. Or it wasn't as bad as everyone hyped it up to be. It died down rather quickly. Right. But yeah, natural disasters overall are just sad mm-hmm. and terrifying because, like, all the damage they cause. With Hurricane Harvey recently hitting like Houston last year. There's a lot year. more and more in these few recent years than it's been like the last. It's like, been increasing. How they yeah, increased like way too very fast it feels in the last like, five years. Exactly, yeah. It feels like in the past five years everything's just been increasing in terms of natural disasters. <laughs> Maybe it's saying the end of the world's coming. I think 2012 was like the start of like everything's going to start increasing over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It's weird. But there's not much you can do about it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, gonna help to contain some of the stuff, but some of the stuff is just like, well, shall sure luck, I guess. It's a shitty way to look at it, but that's kind of the truth. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it, realistically. Like I said, Besides, it's just nature you know, doing its job. Yep. 
if you, I mean, if someone feels they need to do something to help, they can, you know, donate to charities to help those causes. Yeah, that's about it. Like, ooh, throw money over there to help pay for people, you know, not to suffer as much. But at the end of the day, that's all you can do. But yeah, um, that's pretty much all I've got about that fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's another fire that Patrick needs to put out here. Before I quickly go on that, can, like, this time about Westworld getting destroyed, can you imagine, like, what other things would could potentially be destroyed if, like, these fires, like, grow larger? Like, if they, like, get anywhere near, like, the round place of, like, Hollywood or Los Angeles or they yeah. happen, like, It'd slowly terrifying. start going in the cities, you know how fucking disastrous that'd be? Not how much damage I would cost for everything? Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. It'll I either be that or it'll be that, uh... Uh, San Andreas Fault uh, earthquake that'll wipe all that out. Yeah. <laughs> just only imagine how it looks like Hollywood burning up a little bit, the signs gone. Ooh. A lot of things just, oof. That's probably me, but who knows? It could happen in either <laughs> next couple of years or it takes several decades or it might never happen at all, which hopefully never that. happen at all. Yeah. But yeah, imagine if that happened. That would be terrifying. Yeah, that's a terrifying thought because that's an actual possibility because all these wildfires keep growing, growing every year in California. Yeah. No one's safe. I mean, it depends on how quickly buildings would catch compared to uh, trees right. being around them, I think. Right. Ow. Like big buildings, I don't know if they catch as quickly as, you know, forest and homes inside of forest areas and all that. No, 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 no. It just depends on the structure, I guess. Not an expert in yeah. it. But yeah. I guess that's pretty much it you got there, Patrick. Yeah. Then so, for my last off topic. From uh, one it's, fire to another. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, but could have been a fire, but thankfully it's not as bad as it potentially could have been. But yeah, this deals with sports. As a star running back of the NFL, Le'Veon Bell failed to decide to no-show on his like last deadline for this first franchise tag, meaning he's going to sell out this entire season. And if you all those don't know what a franchise tag is, it's basically the team just puts a, they only can use it one like per season, and they have to pick which player to put it on, and the Steelers picked the Pittsburgh Steelers side, put it on Le'Veon Bell, saying that He's basically a restricted free agent. That means he can't be signed with any other team. He's only stuck to that team that he, the tag put him on, so they can discuss contracts and like give him a certain amount of money. And the negotiations were tough back and forth. Like Bell wanted more money because he felt like he was worth more, which it's not wrong. He's one of the top running backs in the NFL because right now he has a career of five thousand three hundred thirty-six rushing yards from two thousand thirteen to. 17, which it's a couple seasons. It's pretty good. And he thought he was worth more money when they put the franchise tag on him. He was just like, yeah, no, he just decided to sit out and protest against this, which I could have fucking really destroyed the my Pittsburgh Steelers uh, season really badly because they're known for their killer bees, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. And now you got your smart star running backs like threatening sitting out the seasons like fuck, so that sucks. And now he's gonna be refusing to play the entire season because he didn't like show up to the headquarters and like decide to make a deal. So he's just sitting out the entire season, which which is a waste. And they have the tag on him, so he's sitting there. He can't go anywhere. Yeah, which he was very much against before they put the tag on him. It's like, don't I don't want this fucking tag on me. I just want to 
be able to discuss it, which I can see why they put the tag on him, but at the same time, it's like, just fucking give him a decent amount of money. Because he's shown he's worth it. But the tag is just like, oh, no, you're not going to sign with us? Okay, you're not allowed to go anywhere else, which is really shitty, but I can see why some teams have to do it because they want to keep their best players away from other teams. Yeah. But at least uh, on the bright side of things, we have a great running back in James Conner, who's who was a rookie in 2017. Didn't really do much that season. This season, he's been blowing up a lot. Played nine games or at 771 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns with a receiving touchdown and uh, res- let me see here 387 receiving yards, which that, that's actually really good for a running back because they're usually meant for running, not for catching. So it's good to show that he's a uh, versatile that he can be depended on as a running back and a receiver. Which fucking. I didn't know what to think of him. It's like, oh, James Conner, because he didn't really play much because he was a rookie in 2017. Maybe he had a few rushes here and there because he never started any of those games. So it's like, eh, we'll just see what he does. First game, he blew up quite a bit. Rushed for like over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Like, all right, I can get behind James Conner here, which very grateful that he's stepping up in Bell's place. There's even, even talk where he could be like our new best running back, which... Who knows? Depends on what happens with this Le'Veon Bell situation when the next season comes out. Yeah. Because he could re- he could theoretically retire if he really wanted to. Because <laughs> he's starting in 2013, to. so I'd be like five years. Yeah, I guess he could. If he wanted to, but I feel like he's going to try going to like another team. Because he's only 20, like 27 or something right now, I think. He's still young. Yeah. As for James Conner, he's... Let's see what old is he? He's am I reading that? Say he's born in nineteen ninety five, so he's he's very young. He's only twenty three. Wow, very young boy. So he he has a full career ahead of him, thankfully. So I'm hoping that we Connor keeps uh, improving and gets to stay as our star running back if Le'Veon Bell happens to leave. So that way we at least have two good options there. Yeah, but I would just stay with. I would say stick with James Conner and just let Bell go and see if he has any success in any other team. As long as it's not certain other teams, I'll be fine with it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was a big disaster that could have happened was thankfully avoided, which still sucks that he's sitting out the rest of the season because he's not playing. Right. Which hey, sucks. he gets to take a good break though. He should enjoy it, right? Yeah, good break. Yeah. Well, he, was getting, he was getting paid millions and millions of dollars, but I guess he was worth more than that. He felt he was worth much more than that. I mean, with stats of, like, with nearly having close to... Where the fuck did I just, I just lost it. No, oh, the fuck's that? With an almost 5,500 rushing yards in five seasons. Yeah, I would say that's uh, pretty much a little over 1,000 rushing yards every season, which is really good to have he has yeah. 35 touchdowns in his five seasons so that's great and he's in, even has 2600 and 2666 receiving yards and seven touchdowns throughout his entire career so far so you know bill hopefully he can uh be a good team somewhere else or he'd be good if he decides to leave and do something else that's up to him yeah i'm not the one that makes the executive decisions at Pittsburgh, Whatever he winds up doing, 
wish the best for him, but he's still a dumbass. Yeah. TLDR. <laughs> gets paid millions, so it's like, whatever. He'll just uh, have to do what he does. Just see what the future holds for us. Yep. Because uh, with him sitting out of the season, he's missing. He's going to be missing uh, $14.5 million because of it. Mm-hmm. That's for the Which rest is a of big season. chunk of money, but he felt he was worth more. Which, you know, I mean, to other teams, good on him for feeling self worth, but you know, you're going to turn down seventeen million dollars. I mean, because trust me, I've seen a lot of weird, lucrative deals. Like, fuck, I can't even remember because I think the Cardinals, like, I'm pretty sure they they extended Larry Fitzgerald's contract like several years ago. It was it made him cost like a hundred million dollars to keep him there. But now he's the, but now, I could I consider that be worth it because now he's just recently just passed uh, Terrell Owens is now the number two receiver with the most receiving yards, with like fucking things like eighteen or nineteen thousand in total. So he's he's a very good receiver, and they also did something like this with uh, fucking, I want to say Aaron Rodgers the hundred twelve million. I could be wrong, but yeah. There's a lot of players that have like a lot of lucrative deals, so 14.5 isn't really too much when you see like the past history of how much they paid for everything and blah blah blah. Yeah. So yeah, Wait. that's pretty much all I wanted to say about Le'Veon Bell and all that other stuff. The guy should have uh, taken the money, but I mean, I I, I wish I could contribute more to that. I don't follow football a whole lot. Yeah, you don't really um, follow football. Marino barely follows. Tell, Patrick's follows the very Dolphins. well versed in football. I'm sure a few of you viewers out there, you know, are aware of the situation. Or none or of you just, or none of you just care about football to begin with, or sports. Uh, yeah, there's a couple people, though, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, it's not NBA, so I can't contribute. <laughs> if it's NBA, it, I, I talk all day. I, I, I just rhymed like three times in a row unintentionally. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Um, but yeah, I guess that uh, wraps things up for today's episode, guys. Anything else y'all want to throw in there? Or final thoughts? I guess not. Uh, that's pretty, we pretty much already went through whatever we wanted to say. Yeah. Basically. Well, um, you can find me at Giselle Toad anywhere. Twitter is the best way to contact me, but anywhere is at Jazawato. Um, that's J-A-Z-A-W-A-T-O-A-D if you don't know how to spell that. Um, you can find... Ben wasn't here today, but you can still find him at VidSigma. Um, you can find Vinny, he mentioned earlier, at VinnyPlaceVlogs on Twitter. Um, his YouTube is linked there as well. Um, you can find Patrick at Assassin underscore Volk on Twitter. Um, his YouTube is xxdragonballzx4x. And you can find our lovely guest, Mr. Marina huh? Mangold. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you. You big Me? guy. I'm talking to you. Where can we find you? Uh, uh, Scottish underscore bastard, obviously. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I, no, that's Irish underscore bastard. You can find myself. You can find me, uh, myself included, at Marino584. You can find my show, uh, the Free Flow Show's Twitter, free underscore flow underscore show. Um, Be sure to check out the Free Flow Show. Episode on 19. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. I had uh, Jordan and Patrick on, so. 
Yeah, last week's time. episode. And of course, there'll be a brand new episode today, the day this episode released as well. Mm-hmm. As every Friday. I don't think it'll be as good as this episode, though. Yeah, it's a free flow show. It should be. Maybe a lot shorter. Wait. Well, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>